world full of Uniteds. It is a magic moment from Hyun-Min Cities. Through to Lucas Moura! And Rovers. Harry Kane! Oh, what a goal! There is only one Hotspur. Glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur! Hello and welcome back to the One Hotspur Podcast. I am Toby from Underscore Sports Center and today I'm joined by Bodie from uh, Hotspur.vocal with a one instead of an L. Uh, how you doing, Bodie? I'm doing good, yourself? I'm doing quite well, you know. Spurs just won. Things are starting to look up a little bit. It's an international yep. break, so we don't have to watch Spurs for another week. Um, but yeah, so um Spurs 2-1 today what were your thoughts from the match and uh you know just general takeaways that you got um I think some of the main things to point out was the way we grew into the game um mm-hmm. we definitely I feel like we de- we look like we, we were struggling at the start a lot it seemed very cagey we, it was there was no there was no real out ball you know and mm-hmm. Dombley was trying his best but you know they had a high press and it was really difficult to get past but I, I think the Throughout the game, the longer it got, the more tired the players got, and the more and the more uh, time we got on the ball, we were allowed to express ourselves more, and that ultimately mm-hmm. led up to us getting the win. I I think if they kept the pressure up, it might it could have went another way, but the fact that they didn't, I think it, it sealed the win for us. And you know, overall, towards yeah. the end of the game with the performance, I was very happy with how we played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back on that uh Don Belay point, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Don Belay. Um, but today was just really not his day uh, for whatever reason. I don't know what it was, but he just didn't really seem like he was able to get on the ball that much when he did. He didn't really seem like he was doing anything. He had like his one moment where uh, he took the ball. I think it was from the right side and then pulled it in past a couple defenders, did a couple step overs past another, and then uh, had a shot on goal, which I mean, Martinez saved well, but um, other than that, he was pretty quiet. Um, didn't have a lot to like a lot of influence on the match that you would expect. Um, from a player of his caliber um but you know hopefully international break he gets like i don't know rejuvenated uh back into it and uh you know he can come in against newcastle and uh you know be the player we all expect him to be but um as long as we're going for the forwards um uh lucas mora kane and son um i'll play today son was clearly a standout player with two assists kind of i don't think he was actually awarded the second one because um, it was no, counted no. as an own goal, which was really odd. But um, you know, what a what a game from Sun. Yeah. What do you think of him today? Uh, he was definitely, in my opinion, he was. It's between probably, well, three players for me in particular: Romero, Huebia, and Son. But for me, Son edges it as far as winning the Man of the Match award. Um, mm-hmm. I was very impressed with him, obviously, but how can you not? I yeah. mean, he's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I I was really I was really pleased with how he played. Um, I saw I saw a lot of it. He was very lively. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's nothing different to what he usually is. Uh, it yeah. was a very good. Game. I was very happy to see him play so as well as he did. Um, mm-hmm. I really hope he can keep that form up. I really hope he can keep going. And if he does yeah. keep going, well, then you know. You know, obviously, it'll be a big help for us. I was about to say it could solidify a place in the starting eleven, but he's he's obviously a starting <laughs> yeah. eleven player as it is. Mm-hmm. No, I was really happy with how he played. I really hope he uh, puts more performances like that because that's what we really needed this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's become like more of a leader too. 
Um, you know, there was a few clips today after uh, I think he played the pass and for Lucas to score that he was like getting the crowd going. Um, and then after like all those teammates came over, him and Dyer just kind of had a moment, but um, <laughs> like a they were like just kind of screaming and um, like hyping each other up, which you know I love to see that kind of thing. Um, uh, moving through our forwards, though, I think Kane had a pedestrian um, display today. You know, not great, but uh, I think there was signs of improvement at least. Um, he was getting into the game a little more than he uh, has previously. Um, and I think at this point, it's just we got to keep giving him minutes. Um, and hopefully he forgets, <laughs> forgets about Man City and can just focus on trying to get his form back um, for Spurs. And then, uh, what do you, well, yeah, actually, I'll go to you. What do you think about Kane and the whole situation? I don't, I honestly, for me personally, I don't think, I, don't, I think we should sell him. Um, yeah, I, agree. I think he had another very poor performance to back heel. Obviously, that back heel was very nice, but I think mm -hmm. he just, he's, he's been so quiet. And I think, and it's, it's not a coincidence that once Bergvine gets got injured, that we've been having a poor run because, you know, yeah. Bergwijn was probably the most influential forward that was in our team, not scoring goals, but as far as mm -hmm. creating chances, he was our most influential yeah. forward. And then when he gets injured, and then you have Kane, who is as quiet as um, a mouse in the night, you know, it's just, <laughs> it, it's it's such a big, it's, you can really see the comparison in quality this season so far. And mm -hmm. I think one, and I def, and mark my words, right, because I definitely think once Bergvine comes back, if Bergvine doesn't get injured for the rest of the season when he returns, I reckon we will finish top four. And that's me being wow. serious. I think I think if Berg, I think Bergvine will be one of the most influential players for us this season. Um, mm -hmm. And you know the first three games it really showed um, yeah. that we played. You know he was stuck in a challenge. You know he had very intensive work rate. He was all over the pitch. And I, I won't lie. I think he made Deli Ali look a bit too, a bit better than what he actually is. You know, every time mm. Deli was looking for a pass in those first three games, he always found Bergvine, and Bergvine just worked his magic every time. It was just amazing to watch him mm -hmm. play. You know, a player filled with bags of confidence, and you know, even and you know, he's doing good when even Premier League fans are saying, "Oh, you know, he's a," you know, I saw this post saying players that have flopped in the Premier League and Bergvine was one of them and every single comment I saw was saying Bergvine hasn't flopped, he's been a wonder player this season and essentially every single fan that I saw even Arsenal fans, he said I'm an Arsenal fan but I would take Bergvine in my team in a heartbeat. And that, you know mm. when you have even your rivals are saying how good he's been in that in this season so far, even mm. in the first three games it really shows how much quality we, we, we can possess if the players uh, put in the work, do mm -hmm. it. And, you know, I think Nuno is a manager that will really get the best out of Bergwijn, and it seems yeah. as though he has. So I'm going to make it, I'm going to keep a lot shorter, but um, long story short, I think uh, Bergwijn, I think Bergwijn replacing Kane when Bergwijn gets back will be the most, will be the most key thing to us getting um, a win. I agree. Win. I agree. Bergwijn uh, should come back into the team, but I think he'll come back to the team for uh, Lucas Mora. Um, and then that'll disappoint me a lot. Maybe Sun goes out to the right side instead of the left. But um, no, I, think, I, know, I agree I with you. Think. Oh, um, I totally agree. Bergvine is a there's a lot better for us, I think, than people realize. I have um, a few stats that I want to read out. Um, against Man City, 
Bergvine created the most chances of any player, including Man City players, um, on the field. Um, and that was uh, three chances against Wolves. He created uh, further two chances. And then against uh, Watford, he won the free kick that uh, Sun scored off of. And then, uh, you know, he got called up to the Netherlands, picked up a knock, came back to Spurs, played against Rennes, picked up another lock, Rennes, Rennes, I don't know. Um, but I uh, picked up another knock and now he's out again. Hopefully he'll be back after the international break and fits play against Newcastle. But uh, I don't see Kane getting dropped as of right now. I agree we should sell him um, probably next summer. Um, anything like a hundred million or over, I would take at this point. Um, but yeah, I think Bergvine's son, Kane, I think is what we'll see going forward. I just, I'm trying to figure out, uh, I think Bergvine plays a lot better off the left um, than he does coming off the right. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I think against Watford, let's see. Yeah, against Watford, he played um, on the left and Sun played on the right. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But um, the other member of our forward three today, um, Lucas Mora, what do you think of him? Uh, I think he had a very, I think he had an average performance considering how good he can be. But I think mm -hmm. it, was no, it was by no means bad. I think he was very, I think he was actually pretty good. He'd, he'd mm -hmm. done a lot of the ball. But on the ball, he seemed like he couldn't really come up with anything. I yeah. see. I think that's just down to a very high press from uh, mm -hmm. Villa. You wouldn't expect from a team like Villa, considering last season they had this. Uh, they were they were halfway through the season, or I think towards the end of the season, they had the second best defensive record. They probably still be on one of the better defenses in the league. So to see them play such such a high press probably caught uh, Spurs off guard a bit, which is why it took yeah. us such a long time to get involved in the game. But I think, mm -hmm. I think uh, once we did start to get stuff going, I think Son uh, Mora was very influential in a lot of attacks that you know that we were involved in. So mm -hmm. I think he played pretty decent. I hope to see more from him. Um, mm -hmm. I hope I hope to see him play even just a little better. But obviously, you know, yeah. it's a two win, and I can't really. I'm not really going to be complaining over players when we've just won. Um, yeah, it's it's always going to be more. Uh, criticism rather than hating on a player when you win but mm -hmm. yeah I, I do hope to see him work on a bit of passing and shooting so yeah uh, yeah we'll we'll see uh we'll just see till next game and hopefully he does he performs even better than what he did this game mm -hmm. yeah I think for me Lucas um I didn't think he was great today by any means um I think he looked to do uh, what he does really well in some cases, what he did really well against Man City, uh, both in the first game of the season and the uh, Carabao Cup final last season, which, you know, picking up the ball um, closer uh, in our half, closer, like picking it up off the defenders and then charging forward, like those kind of half turns that he does. Um, but like those like U-shaped uh, runs that he makes that always seem to bamboozled defenders but uh didn't work at all on Aston Villa today uh, every time he got on the ball they just seemed to crowd him out um I don't think he had really any super meaningful contributions other than um tapping it in from Suns Cross but uh yeah other than that I didn't think he was anything special today I was surprised that uh Brian Heal didn't come on for him sooner but oh well um moving back uh I thought Hoybier and Skip were excellent today Hoybier in particular um, especially after all the criticism he got, uh, trying to think of which game it was against, but uh, a lot of backlash came after the, uh, I think it was after the Arsenal game. Uh, he got a lot of backlash and I understood some of it, but I think 
people took it over the edge. There was like one guy on Twitter uh, saying Spurs are better without Hoybier, and that's just <laughs> clearly not true. Um, we look at utter mess when we're not, when we don't have him in midfield. Uh, we saw that last season. Um, but yeah, I thought Skip and Hoybier together, I think, is a combination to go forward with. Uh, you were right. You know, last uh, beginning of last season, you were talking about when Skip would come back, he was going to start next to Hoybier, and I think it's really, really solid. I think it allows Hoybier to go farther up the pitch. You know, today we saw him grab a goal. I mean, I think he can have more influence in the uh, final third of the season than he did last season. Um, which, you know, last season he was our fourth highest goal uh, contributor behind Bale, Kane, and Son. So, you know, hopefully this season he can show us a little bit more of that. And, yeah, what were your thoughts on what we were going to skip? A very strong performance, obviously. Um, I Hoibier in particular, he scored a very nice. He scored a very nice goal. You know those goals that just roll into the corner. You know they're always mm. the most satisfying ones for me. And yeah, he took it very well. He didn't really need much power. He just knew where to place it, and he placed it very well. Um, mm. and also defensively, he kept him and Skip. They they had so much shape, and it's not even about balance. It's about keeping a structure, and mm -hmm. it's like, and when you play a team. You want to you want to have a structure to where you look at the team and you think and you know exactly what formation they're playing because it's at times yeah. when you see and they look all over the place and you're like what team are they playing are they playing a three four three are they playing a nine two six like <laughs> and it's just um but I think Hoybier and Skip together the best thing about them is they add the structure and the structure is something we lacked so much you know it's it's just that bit of a like uh. It's just I can't I don't know the exact word to describe it, but it's just um it it's what it's what we've been missing. Um mm -hmm. and you know, skip maybe together, you know, skip giving that extra cover on the right flank makes one less one less thing for Hoybia to worry about. And that obviously makes Hoybia feel a lot more comfortable knowing he doesn't have to worry about the right side. Cause knowing yeah. that he has a capable young midfield holding midfielder that that can learn from Hoybia. And also plays very well anyways. You know, Skip defensively is just as good as Hoybier. Um, mm -hmm. On the ball, Hoybier's a bit better in my opinion, which would obviously be why Hoybier would be the better player. But mm -hmm. to think in, in the tackle, both defenders are equally as capable, capable and they have very good movement, um, which is something that obviously we've missed a lot, um, mm -hmm. which is really good that we have now. And it's yeah. not just like this game, but it's every game that we need. We needed the two skips, skips and Hoybiers. And I knew, and I just knew because I thought, you know, Hoybier on his own, you know, it looks, he's a great defender and all, but no, no CDM of any quality, not even Kante would be able to hold off all the players at once when you have defenders such as Dio playing at his worst. So yeah. having, having skip next to him has really helped them out and I'm really glad to see them doing well together and I hope they keep doing well together because um, you know I the last thing you'd want is for us not to be creating enough chances then one of them has to get benched like how we mm -hmm. saw where skip got benched and for Delhi and they've tried to think maybe Delhi and Hoybier can sorry Delhi and Ndombele could supply some creativity um because Bergwijn was obviously playing a lot. Nuno was trying to figure out how he could substitute um, enough creativity, but obviously it just did not work at all. And that's how he got thrashed against yeah. Arsenal. Um, mm -hmm. So, it's good, to, so I, it's good that he knows now that Skip and Hoybier is the established partnership in the midfield. 
and um, I hope and um, I hope to see them play every game for the rest of the season with maybe Hoybier La Salso with them. Yeah. No, I agree. I think they were uh I think they're you know are pairing for the future. Um Alistair Gold, who I think most Spurs fans know pretty well, the uh, journalist, um <clears throat> has said that he thinks um Spurs should be looking to build their midfield around Oliver Skip. And I completely agree. You know, this, his class is just beyond his years. And, you know, this is his first season in the Premier League. And he's forced his way into Spurs starting 11, which, you know, admittedly wasn't too hard considering our other option is Harry Winks in that spot. But, um, you know, he's only 21 years old. And I think there's still a lot of room for him to improve. But, like, for where he is right now, I think there's a there's a player in there. Uh, that the rest of the league should be scared of. So, uh, yeah, I think him and Hoybier and Los Celso, um maybe will be our uh, starting 11 for the next match. Or, you know, I think Dombele has a lot of potential as well. Um, you know, his talent is, like, undeniable, but we just have to work on seeing that talent more consistently, um, which has always been his issue. Um, but, yeah, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, Dyer and Romero um, in the back and how Skip was helping them. I think um, Romero was excellent today. I think Dyer was very good today as well. But I want to see Romero and Rodon play together. I think those two, I think they were very good against uh, Mira, which obviously, you know, a team from a Slovenian league would be disappointing if we didn't um, see them playing very well together in that game. But I think there are more, two most consistent um, defenders. You know, Romero, obviously, great defender, best defender in Serie A last year. And Rodon, I think Rodon was our best defender um, last season ahead of maybe all the was ahead of him, but Dyer and Sanchez were so mistake prone last season. I think that Rodon and Romero is the future. Um, and then we can have the, uh, the back line of Regulon, Rodon, Romero, and Royale, which speaking of Royale, I thought he was very good um, today as well, but uh, what are your thoughts on Romero and Dyer for uh, potentially bringing Rodon into the squad? Um, I don't, I'm not sure about Ronan. I think Ronan's a very good defender, but I think he's still inexperienced. I think mm-hmm. if we wanted to see him do amazingly, I don't think he's ready to be able to get in consistent game times in the Premier League. A game, not game times, game time. But mm-hmm. I reckon if we loaned him out, you know, a team like Burnley, suit like any team for a big defender like Ronan, any team like Burnley suits the player. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't they don't have a fantastic back line, but they have a specific play style that is designed to def- to de- to develop um defenders into very strong, you know, capable, experienced players. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I think Roden Roden uh, Roden Romero could be the future. But at the minute, I just feel like with Roden's inexperience and uh, Romero still adjusting to the Premier League is just not something that I can see working out short term at least. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see. I do see that. I'd Who rather see Romero and at the minute Sanchez, in my opinion. Oh, I completely Yeah, so I I think Sanchez has been very good when he's played this season so far. Um, I go off. I go based off of who I think has played well, and I think Sanchez, with how he's played. He deserves a spot, and I think, I think Sanchez and Romero really balance each other out because I think oh. Romero's a more gritty, a more gritty uh, kind of def- uh, center back, and I think Sanchez is more p- 
passive, good in the air, and he hasn't made he hasn't made mistakes this season. So I think you can, if you look at it from that, I think you could understand why I'd want to choose that. But I do think for mm-hmm. long term, Roden and Romero could be the option, just not yet mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, for me, I think if it's not going to be Rodon and Romero, and you made a good point of Rodon's inexperience in the Premier League and Romero also inexperienced in the Premier League, maybe it makes more sense to go with Dyer or Sanchez. Um, but I think Sanchez and uh, Romero would be a recipe for disaster, which maybe is a bit harsh. But, you know, they're, I think they're too similar in that Romero likes to push forward um, and he does it very well, so it works. But Sanchez, um, you know, we've seen him, he likes to push forward as well, um, but it doesn't work out for him as often as it works out for Romero. So I think we just have to, it has to, we have to partner them with someone like Dyer or like Rodon who will sit back and then cover for them. I think that's um, something that we've seen in a lot of like world-class center back partnerships throughout the years. Uh, I think Rafael Varane and Sergio Ramos is the best example where, you know, Sergio Ramos would push forward and then Varane would cover. Um, but I just think that Sanchez and Romero, they're just, they're too similar. Um, they're both too aggressive pushing forward, um, which is why I, prefer to see Dyer there and I think that um uh Sanchez isn't enough of a leader um, I think Dyer is more of a leader that could uh, help Romero settle a little quicker and then uh maybe we could bring Rodon in after that but yeah I'm just I'm not convinced about Sanchez and Romero playing together but you know you know I, am, I completely understand the point you're making so for me personally I feel like Dyer Dyer just he he's got if Dyer right Dyer's got that kind of, he balances Romero out, right, with the way he plays. But Dyer's just not the quality that of a top Premier League side. And that's that's the thing, though. If he did have that quality with his play style and, his, and if he had the good quality, he would be a top defender that would partner Romero. But because he doesn't have the quality, that's why we've been looking for someone. We've been looking amongst people to partner him. And I don't think, I don't think Romero... Oh, sorry, Roden has that passiveness that we're looking for yet with his mm. inexperience, obviously, because he'd be more safe. He'd feel more safe to be more comfortable on the ball in the championship or whatever else. Yeah. I mean, now it's a higher tempo, which is why I think we would. I'd want to loan him out to a smaller team where he would get guaranteed game time and mm. guaranteed uh, experience. Um, yeah. And I think... I I don't I haven't really I don't think I've noticed Sanchez go up that much. Um, I don't know if I've never mm. really noticed him do it much. I was thinking I was never. I was thinking. I give you I this season thinking, he hasn't done it as much, but like yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying uh, Roden uh, Sanchez and Romero because I haven't seen anything. Uh, ne- well, I've obviously he, every player makes mistakes, but I've never seen him make a costly mistake at all this season. And yeah, well, I mean. Um, He's only played four games, so. Yeah, but four, but you know, four games can can define a player's uh, future in that season a lot. Um, I've not. I'd like to see Tanganga, Romero, and Sanchez and Regulon. Uh, I think Emerson was, great, but uh, I think that just I don't understand why Nuno hasn't hasn't decided to try and make a back three more. I understand that the hold of the whole idea is to to create a back four, but I feel like. For, for Romero to settle into the Premier League, um, to sell in better, I think he it'd be better to have him familiar with a form, for him to be more familiar with a formation in a new league. Like it'd be the same if you're you in the game same. Today, right? 
Huh? You watched the game today, right? Yeah, no, obviously, I, I, yeah, I watched the game. You perfectly comfortable in a back four. Yeah, but it's still, he still needs to get settled. You know, it's, it's just camp. It's not one game and then he's, and then he's, that's it. He has to, he has to keep playing. Um, which is why I want to see about, I, I still want to see the back three because realistically, if they kept that high tempo press, they could have, they could have, they could have beat us. Um, that, that, that's the, that's the whole point I'm trying to make. I think Romero's not ready to get straight into a back four. So I'd like to see him either, um, I, uh, I disagree. I don't think the back three is the way to go. You know, I think we're already struggling to create chances. And I think getting rid of a forward or a midfielder is not the solution. Um, I think Romero's looked very comfortable. Uh, he looks very good against Chelsea. Um, you know, we conceded three, but none of those were the defense. That was all midfield. Um, he was very good against Wolves. And then he was very good against Aston Villa's day. And all of those were in a back four. Um, I just, I don't think a uh, back three is the way to go. I think Emerson is more comfortable in a back four. Um, and Tanganga is also much more comfortable in a back four if we're playing with right backs. Darty, I'm sorry, I'm I'm giving up on him. Um, he's played in a back five with us. He's played in a back three with us. He's played in a back four with us. It's just not working. Um, you know, Reguillon can do a back, uh, back five, but I think he's more comfortable in a back four. Um, but then, you know, that leaves us with space for two midfielders and three forwards or three midfielders and two forwards, which either makes us lose uh, Bergvine, if we're going with what we were saying earlier, makes us lose most likely Bergvine out of the front three. And then we play with Hoybier, Skip and Lasalso, or it makes us lose Lasalso and we play with Hoybier, Skip and then Bergvine, Kane and Son, which we've already seen we struggle to link up um, with the forwards. So I, just, I don't think that dropping a winger or dropping an attack, attacking midfielder um, is the solution. I think that would just make us, you know, less creative. And I think that would like ultimately lead to us just sitting back more. But what do you think? No, I mean, I've said what I need. I've said what I've, I've said what I think. Like this, clearly we're in mm -hmm. a disagreement, but there's not really anything we can do about it. I'm not going to convince you and you're not going to convince me. So I guess we'll just move on from that. But yeah. I do think, I do think we should move on with the back three. Um, yeah, well, we've pretty much covered the, the whole team. Um, moving on into the international break, I do think it's a bit unfortunate uh, that the international break is now. Um, I think it would have been good for Nuno to, you know, start to build some momentum, um, especially, you know, uh, beginning of the season was tough for him. Um, three in his first six matches, we played three of the big six and four London derbies, or I'm sorry, three London derbies, uh, Chelsea, Arsenal and Crystal Palace. Oh, and Watford, sorry. Um, so four London derbies. Um, but now we've got a little bit of an easier run. Actually, not. we don't really. Um, we have Newcastle, which theoretically should be easy. But then we have West Ham, which will be tough. Then we have Man United. Um, and then we have Everton. And then we go into the next international break. So, you know, <laughs> been a bit of a tough start for Nuno. But um, I think through the, uh, like the Christmas period, um, we played Burnley, Norwich, Brighton, Leicester. Um, like kind of pre-Christmas period um, is where we should really be looking to pick up some big points. And then um, uh, Boxing Day, we have Crystal Palace, Southampton, uh, and then Watford. And, you know, I think there, again, we should be looking to get nine points. So, you know, not, it's unfortunate for Nuno that we don't have just a run of like Norwich, Watford, um, Crystal Palace at home, Newcastle at home, um, you know, 
were just kind of sprinkled in with some tougher matches um, along the way. But um, yeah, uh, anything else you want to talk about today? Well, I was I was just about to say I think I actually think it's a good thing that he's been uh, that he's had to go up against tough teams first because it's really thrown him in the deep end and I think it's shown what he can be capable of in the bigger games. Mm-hmm. I do think I think while he may have struggled at some points, I do think it's because of I do I do genuinely think it's because with Burvine supplying our main source of creativity, he's been experimenting trying to figure out how he can substitute that once it's gone because it has been gone mm-hmm. for the past you know, three games before that. And that's why we've been losing because he's been trying to figure out something and he's finally figured, and I think he's finally figured out what it is. But, you know, it's just a shame that, you know, it's the international break. So the one, obviously it was, of course it was going to happen. The one game we win, is going to be an international break again. So we lose yeah. all sense of momentum. You know, that's mm-hmm. just Spurs' luck. But I mean, yeah. you know, for him to bounce back with another win, you know, that's, I'm very pleased with it. And, you know, to score in the first half, you know that's another big accomplishment this season. Yeah, uh, yeah. So first, far. first, first half goal uh, for Nuno this season, and uh, first time we've scored more than one goal in the Premier League as well. Yeah. So, uh, I just I hope we can uh, come back and we'll and you hopefully Bergvine will be back by the time uh, yeah. it's all finished. It's all well and done because I I'd I'd really like to see a uh, Bergvine and Lucas again. Um, really hope to see. I'd really want to see that again. Yeah, you know, now we'll just we'll go into the international break, and you know, we'll come we'll come back, and uh, I guess we'll just see what we what we can do. Yeah, um, hopefully we don't we have, have another injury time. crisis. Yeah, hopefully, but you know, there's nothing we can do about it. So yeah. All right. Well, yeah, all right. that's me. Well, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you. Remember to follow us on Twitter and on Insta at One Hotspur Pod. Remember to subscribe to us on YouTube and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. Only if it's five stars, though. (laughs) Um, Yeah, thank you again, and we'll catch you in the next one. Come on, you Spurs.